NBL has done a great job in really claiming a lot of the space around Christmas and New Year, the doubleheader on Christmas Day. Uh, there was Boxing Day basketball. Uh, there's been New Year's Eve basketball, New Year's Day basketball, and the competition and the season is really holding up, heading into uh, round 14, which starts on Thursday night. The Sydney Kings hosting Melbourne United. Um, the person that I tune in first and foremost to listen to uh, and watch on the NBL coverage is a man that we used to call some games together, host an NBL show together on SEN. He's a former champion with Melbourne United and a very good man as well, Pete Hooley. Hello, mate. Thanks for having me, mate. Long time no talk. Yeah, what's been happening, uh, by the way? Um, you're a relatively new father. Um, how's fatherhood? How's family life? Yeah, a couple months. After you, it's uh, it's gone pretty well. Can't complain too much. She's uh, well, I say that, and I just spent the last two hours because her Wi-Fi went down and uh, not her usual Miss Rachel and Bluey type <laughs> pre-nap activity. Yes. So I'm covered in sweat and ready for a shower from running around after her. Someone said to me the other day, "What's the most important thing uh, to parenting? Do you think in the 18 months you've been doing it?" And I, without a, without missing a beat, said, "Miss Rachel." Oh, spot on. And <laughs> saved our life, have saved our bacon on numerous occasions. No, it's uh, it's one of the best. She's uh, yeah. I, the fact that I don't have to pay her is basically a babysitter. It's uh, unreal. Yeah, it's great. Free childcare. Hey, um, Pete, it's been a, a, a ripping season, and 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 it's taking a few twists and turns at the moment. Perth are coming. Melbourne United sitting well clear on top of the table. Uh, we'll get to all of that and where the competitions currently stands. Tassie on a bit of a fall, New Zealand on a bit of a rise. But what did you make of Christmas Day basketball, the doubleheader? I thought it was fantastic. I mean, it's the second year that I've been lucky enough to be a part of it. And I say lucky because uh, it, is a, it is a whole lot of fun and it's obviously groundbreaking in Australia. And mm. I think the best part about it is the NBL understands that it's not going to be for everybody. It's Everyone has their own Christmas activities are Christmas traditions, but it is a space where there's not everyone who's able to celebrate Christmas with their with their families at certain times and become, what can become a family tradition for uh, some families of going to the game, they can, you can put that in there as well. So there's just all these little unique perspectives and uh, I think it's really taking a life on its own. And again, I went down to Tasmania, brought the family down this time and I think it was the only place other than Western Australia that had sun for Christmas Day. So they timed that perfectly down in, in Hobart. It was gorgeous down there. And obviously the hoops was a whole lot of fun. Two upsets on Christmas Day. And uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's a great opportunity for just those people who are, I guess, finishing up their Christmas activities don't normally have anything to do. Then they start watching some hoops. And again, you, you watch it one time and maybe you've never seen hoops before. And all of a sudden you become obsessed with how this league is growing. And you just get a couple of new fans that way. Um, Perth are coming, which is probably alarm bells for the, the whole competition, maybe except for Melbourne United, who, as I said, are three wins clear and a, a star-studded and playing lo- exactly like a team you would expect with the names that they have on that team sheet, Pete. But, geez, Perth have turned their season around from a sluggish start. Yeah, they have. Uh, they made some, some big changes uh, after five rounds and said we're going to switch up the starting lineup, going to move some pieces around. And I think Bryce Cotton, who, uh, credit to his unselfishness, was trying to bring everybody along for the ride. Guys like Keanu Pinder, who they re-signed as one of the big free agencies and uh, pieces and trying to get him going. He realised, OK, I'm just going to have to get back to, to myself and everyone else will pick up where uh, I need them to pick up the slack. And uh, credit to Perth, they've locked in defensively. And you're, it's no surprise that they're the, probably the second best team in the competition right now because they've chose to put a lot of value on the defensive end, just like Melbourne United. And again, NBL is 
titles. If you want to win one, you've got to be elite defensively. And number one and two on the ladder are both elite in that category, and that's why they're there. Your old mob Melbourne United, do they lack for anything uh, at the moment? Well, I think the only thing they lack right now is, I guess, more tests in terms of that loss for, for Cairns. I've lost to Cairns twice now. Uh, it's obviously good for them because they it's hard not to get into this coasting mindset where everyone talks about they're the favourites and they are the favourites and they're the deepest team in the league. Ian Clark coming off the bench, the guys like Tanner Krebs and Kyle Bowen who can play 25 minutes any given night. So just to have those those losses, I guess, those moments where to realise that they're not invincible and they need to bring it every single night is going to help benefit them. And, yeah, I just I struggle to see a team being able to beat them three times in a five-game championship series with how much depth they have. So... Uh, the only other thing that you could was pretty clear they hadn't played in eight days. And I think they enjoyed Christmas lunches a bit too much because they're very sluggish and can't took full advantage of that. Um, so you got Melbourne one, Perth now two after winning three out of their last four. Sydney have only won two out of their last three. They're hanging on to third at the moment. And Tassie are a story, though. They've won one out of their last five, Pete. They're on a two-game losing streak. Uh, Jordan Crawford was an MVP candidate in conversations, geez, only a, a couple of weeks ago, and, and probably still is. But what have you put your finger on what's wrong in for Tassie? Well, again, I think it's just the defence, because uh, I spoke to Scott Ross a few weeks ago, you know, as Will Magne was coming back, and he said it's pretty simple. He said if we buy in on the defensive end like they had the first two seasons they were in the NBL, he said we're going to have a chance to do something really special because offensively they're very talented this year. But he said if we don't do that, we could miss out on the finals altogether. And I think we're starting to see that right now, that they're just not a shade of what they were last year uh, on the defensive end, especially without Will Magna. He missed and failed yeah. a bit in the test, and there's still a bit of a question mark about how long he will miss. So... If he does miss the next few games, I just struggle to see them putting together the defensive energy we saw for about four games when he was healthy. Uh, well, yeah, he's second in the competition for blocks at the moment. So he's, you know, two-way magnate. He was called that for a reason. So he's a big defensive presence that's missing, as you, as you point out. New Zealand are coming. Uh, great year last year, as we know, but it wasn't looking anything like the, the, the sort of 2022-23 breakers as it was this year. They've got themselves up into the play-in position at the moment in the top five. Pete, they've got this great one-two punch scoring-wise from Anthony Lamb and, and Parker Jackson Cartwright. Um, they're, they're fun to watch. Right now, if I had to give a power ranking, I'd have them third. Is that I right? Just, uh, with how They're still missing Finn Delaney. He's got a calf injury. But just with how they're rolling now with all the other pieces back, Roster-wise, they have one of, if not the most talented roster in terms of the top-end talent. Like you mentioned, Parker Jackson, Tara, and Anthony Lamb. Byron Cheatham just came back from injury. He's still getting his legs underneath him. Will McDowell-White's coming off the bench. And their next star, Montes Rustavich, is, is really playing well. So Yeah, he's had a great last not, few games, hasn't he? Yeah, he scored 15 in four consecutive games, which uh, to, the, to the NBA fan doesn't sound like a heap, but that's a lot in the NBL, especially mm. for a youngster. So... Uh, if they stay healthy from here on out, they are going to do some serious damage in the postseason because they've got a terrific coach. And again, as I said, they've got the personnel to get that done. Speaking of Pete Hooley, uh, NBL expert, former NBL champion. So the top uh, six, Melbourne, Perth, Sydney, Tassie, Southeast Melbourne, Phoenix um, are right in the mix uh, and looking pretty solid. New Zealand have jumped up into the, uh, the, the playing tournament sixth position. From where... From what's outside of there, Cairns, Illawarra, Brisbane have just signed uh, your old teammate, Casey Prather, 
uh, Adelaide at the bottom of the ladder. Is there any team outside the six that you, you're stunned to see there? Or do you think where as it sits right now, depending on positionally inside the top six, is that pretty much what you expected? Uh, kind of. I'm still not so. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with Cairns because their best we saw against Melbourne United was yeah. their best body, but their worst they can lose to anybody. And that consistency is why after 20 games they've, they're sitting with nine wins and 11 losses. And I guess Adam Ford's trying to wonder the same thing and just trying to get them to buy in on every possession. And again, if they make the six and they're playing their best basketball, it's another team you don't really want to face. And uh, Illawarra's climbing as well. So I just see... I see both New Zealand and Illawarra probably making the top six because Cairns keep faltering, the Phoenix are falling, all these other teams keep falling around them. So there's just spots up for grabs, which makes the end of the season so exciting. Yeah, South East Melbourne, I, I probably should have pointed out, they've only won one out of their last five as well. So you're right there on a little bit of a decline uh, at the minute and one out of five would be pretty worrying for them. Um, have you got an MVP favourite at the moment? Yeah, it's Bryce Cotton. I think, uh, <laughs> I mean, again, and this is the one thing I keep saying, and people just, uh, you're going to have your own support of your own players and your own team, which is fair enough, but the MVP is allowed to have different favourites at different points of the season. And I know the Wildcats fans, they're not too racked when you're saying that Chris Golding is uh, the leader. And I think a few weeks ago, he was the leader at that time. Uh, they were flying, they still are flying, and Bryce Cotton was just hitting his stride. So I think you, you can look back at it, Jordan Crawford was leading at one stage as well, but... Uh, now what Bryce Cotton's doing, the tear that he is on, the minutes he's playing, the efficiency, just everything. Uh, if he stays at this level, no one's taking it off him. Uh, and there's going to be another MVP that should be nearly four, I think, in the uh, in the cabinet. I think he had one stolen from him as well. And I just don't think uh, this one will be taken from him. Well, I reckon game of the round, New Zealand Breakers and Perth Wildcats on Sunday. Uh, Perth three out of their last four, New Zealand four in a row. Is that the game of the round for you? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's going to be very fun to watch that game over in New Zealand where Corey Webster and Ty Webster are going home. They like to play well on that floor. And that's a big test for the breakers. It, I know it's at home, but if you can beat Perth, the second ranked team in the competition, they're going to send an even bigger scare through the rest of the competition. Pete? It's been too long, my friend. Uh, we'll, we'll have to go and have a round of golf. Uh, and I've, I've, I don't know if you've done this yet, but I put uh, the clubs on the back and put Charlie Bear in the pram. And he doesn't really lose, drop his bundle until about the seventh hole. And then I just sort of grit my teeth and, and bear it for the last two. So if you're happy to, to come along and do some bubs and clubs, uh, we should do that. I, I will, but I need to invest in the, the backpack leash. Uh, I'm at that stage where we don't, we don't do prams because we like, don't like being strapped in. We like to walk. So I'll have her on a leash and just kind of let her roam around and just pull her back from the water every time. So I think we can make something happen. I'll do that as well. My, uh, mate, enjoy. Uh, love your work. Speak to you soon. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me.